Father, we want to thank you once again for your word. Thank you for how you started with us in this study. Thank you for where we are currently in this study. Be that we exalted in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for bringing us into a new year. Thank you for crossing us over successfully. Thank you for not allowing our life to end with the previous year. May your name be exalted in the name of Jesus. Lord Jesus, as we look into the perfect law of liberty, we ask that you please reveal yourself to us. In the mighty name of Jesus, sweet Holy Spirit, the great teacher, we ask that you open up our understanding to the revelations of the word of God. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Uh, once again, I want to welcome us to another session of Word Feast. Uh, for those of us who have been following uh, for some time now, we'll understand that we'll be looking at specifically at the life of Ruth, uh, a, a character that I, I believe strongly that we can learn so much from. Uh, it's a character that God actually, uh, a life that God actually can reveal himself uh, his principles uh, to us, which of which if we apply them, we'll get the same results she got during that day. We'll get uh, the same wonderful results that she commanded during her time. So uh, in the last session, uh, looking at the life of Ruth, we spoke about uh, turning again. We looked at the importance of turning uh to God, we looked at the decision Ruth made and how that decision impacted on her life uh, forever, transgeneration decision that she made. And we also looked at the decision Opa made and how it also ended her history at that instance. And that after the decision she made at that point, uh, we, we, we didn't hear about Opa again, but for the uh, decision Ruth made, uh, we understood that that decision took her from just being a stranger, from just being uh, a maid, to being the grandmother of Jesus Christ. And, and that tells us that um, whatever decision we make actually determines the outcome of our life. As a matter of fact, we keep making decisions. We, our life actually is a sum total of the decisions we make. But then... Uh, uh, we, we need to be careful the decisions we make because what kind of decisions or the kind of decisions we make determines the quality of our lives uh, at every point in time, determine uh, where we find ourselves uh, in, okay, where we are currently today is a function or is as a result of the decisions we made yesterday and where we find ourselves in the nearest future or where we'll be in the nearest future is a function of the decisions we make today and just like I said and in the um, one of the messages that I, the uh, writings I released, that it's not just enough for us to wish ourselves a prosperous and a fruitful new year, but then we must engage ourselves in what makes for such. Okay, we must make decisions, quality decisions that would make for a such year. Uh, Moses gave unto the uh, put before the children of Israel life and death. But he encouraged them to choose life if they want to live or if they de uh, desire to live. That means what you choose or decisions you make determines the outcome of your life or what becomes of you. All right. So for uh, for today, we'll be looking uh, basically at 
topic which says positioning yourself for God's favor. Also, still looking at the life of Ruth, uh, uh, discussing this topic. Uh, basically, the life of Ruth, uh, we're looking at it with respect to what positioned are for God's favor. And most times, we think because it is unmerited favor that it, it just happens to anyone. Because it is unmerited, uh, it can just it falls off like ripened cherries upon anyone. Um, but then in Ruth chapter two verse ten, uh, we saw that Ruth says that if I have found grace or favor in your sight, uh, let this and this be done unto me. And that tells us specifically that not every individual uh, we find grace or favor uh, in the sight of God. That means. Uh, Specifically, there are certain things that must be done for this actually to be found. There are certain things, conditions that must be met for certain things to be done. Okay, and that's the essence of uh, to, today's today's teaching. And the anchor test basically is uh, taken from Ruth chapter two, verse four to fourteen. Ruth two, verse four to fourteen. I'm going to read very quickly because of time. Um, it says, And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said unto the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless thee. Then said Boaz unto his servant that was set over the reapers, Whose damsel is this? Now talking about Ruth. And the servant that was set over the reapers answered and said, it is the Moabitish damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. And she said, I pray you, let me glean and gather after the reapers among these sheaves. So she came and had continued even from the morning until now, that she tarried a little in the house. Then said Boaz unto Ruth, Yearest thou not, my daughter? Go not to glean in another feed, Neither go from hence, but abide here fast by my maidens. Let thy eyes be on the feet that they do reap, and go thou after them. Have I not charged the young men that they, should, they shall not touch thee? And when thou art attest, go unto the vessels, and drink of that which the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face, and bowed herself to the ground. And said unto him, Why have I found grace in thy eyes, that thou shouldest take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger? Verse 11. And Boaz answered and said unto her, It hath fully been shewed me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thy husband, and how thou hast left thy father and thou and thy mother and the land of thy nativity and had come unto a people which thou knewest not heretofore. The Lord recompense thy work and a full reward be given thee of the Lord, God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to trust. Then she said, Let me find favor in thy sight, my Lord, for that thou hast comforted me and for that thou hast spoken friendly unto thy handmaid, though I be not like unto one of thy handmaidens. Verse 14. And Boaz said unto her, At mealtime, come thou either, 
and eat of the bread and dip thy morsel in the vinegar. And she sat beside the reapers, and reached a past corn, and she did eat, and was suffused and left. Uh, basically, the, 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 the major verse for uh, that I'm going to be speaking that the, the, the uh, that we're going to be speaking on is the verse 11, which says, "And Boaz answered and said unto her, It hath fully been shewed me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thy husband, and how thou hast left thy father and mother and the land of thy nativity." And had come unto a people which thou knowest not, year to four. Now this speaks about uh, what Ruth did, okay, that qualified her for the favor that she got from Boaz. Okay, uh, we must understand that that favor that she got from Boaz was as a result of a decision of something she did uh, in the past. Was a result of a decision that she made in the past. Okay, this speaks about uh, character. Okay, it speaks about uh, how she has behaved in the past, what she has done. It talks about the place of her preparedness and readiness to be a beneficiary of what God is said to do. If she had decided not to go after the God of Israel, if she had decided not to follow after the people of God, if she had decided not to be identified with the people of God, uh, she would not have been a beneficiary of what God is said to do. As a matter of fact, in Ruth chapter 1 verse 6, we saw that God visited his people. God is said to visit his people again, but what will qualify you and I for his visitation, for his outpouring at this uh, present time, present time that we are in, is our uh, decision. Is our preparedness, is our commitment, okay, to him, to his person, okay, is 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 about uh, what uh, the decision that we make, okay, is about rightly positioning ourselves to be a beneficiary of what God is said to do. If Ruth had remained in the land of her nativity, just like Opa did, she would not have been a beneficiary of all of this favor that we read about and that's to tell us that uh, when we talk about unmerited favor there is a various uh, minimum condition that must be met okay we can't just uh, live your life uh, uncontrollable and expect certain things to happen to us we will see uh, more of this as we go on in the teaching okay like i said god was said and determined to visit the people again but whether you are a part of it or not is dependent on you is dependent on your disposition to life it is dependent on your resolution and how well you are committed to them okay Ruth made certain resolutions you know at the time Noahomi was about to go back to a land of nativity was about to go back to Israel was about to go back to our God Okay, Ruth saw something in her. Ruth saw that there's a God in her, in, the, in, in Israel, that is capable of changing destiny. Ruth saw that and she made certain commitment. And she didn't just make those commitments or those decisions, but she was uh, given totally. She poured herself out totally to ensure that those commitments, those decisions 
uh, were fulfilled. Okay, so uh, it it all depends on how well you are committed to the resolutions. Okay, this is a new year. So many of us have made resolutions. You've made new commitments. But what uh, is going to result or what's going to bring about the change that we desire is our commitment to those resolutions. Okay, definitely there will be changes. Okay, uh, of course, uh, we have a different kind of changes. But the kind of change that we desire will only come to play or will only come to manifestation if we positively or if we actively engage or apply ourselves to those things, to, to things that will bring about those changes. Okay, whether we like it or not, there will be changes. Okay, but the kind of change we experience will be determined by what we apply ourselves to. Okay, uh, take for instance, an abandoned land will definitely undergo a change. And the kind of change you undergo will be uh, weeds, unwanted grasses growing on it. But then if a farmer wants to experience a positive change, a productive one, the farmer must engage himself into planting, actively cultivating that land. Okay, so if we must see a desired change in our life, we must actively commit ourselves to those resolutions. We must actively cultivate okay, the land that God has given to us, that God has placed in our hand. We must actively engage and apply ourselves to the principles that will make for such a beautiful and glorious year, okay, in this new year. Okay, so God is said to visit his people, again, by pouring out his spirit upon all flesh. And even a stranger just like the Moabitish maiden, just like the root, can be a beneficiary of it if he or she we align himself with God by making the decision to serve him and him alone. Okay, it does not matter who you are. It does not matter the land of your nativity. It does not matter the family you are born into. You can also be a beneficiary of what God is said to do in the life of his people this year, in the life of his people this season, if you will apply yourself, if you will align yourself with God. Grace is unmerited favor. It is uh, obtaining what does not duly uh, belong to you. Now, talking about uh, grace briefly, before we look at what Ruth did to position herself for the favor that she experienced in the uh, land of Israel. Okay, so talking about grace our unmerited favor briefly uh, we understand that grace is a merited favor it is obtaining what does not duly belong to you okay it is undeserved allocation okay you yourself you know that this thing uh, by reason of strength by reason of qualification uh, couldn't be accrued to you couldn't be given to you you don't deserve it okay it is undeserved allocation okay uh, it is something that you do not deserve. Okay, root by reason of a land of nativity does not deserve to be a part of the move of God at such time. As a matter of fact, she was referred to as a stranger. When you look at the way the servant of Boaz described her, she was referred to as a stranger. She was referred to as the Moabitish maiden who came from a strange land. Okay, so she wasn't qualified 
to be a part of the move of God at that time. But Grace found that by reason of her roots, she doesn't deserve to be a part of the divine provision or providence that was available to God's people at such time. As a matter of fact, we understand from scriptures that children's bread aren't meant for dogs. Yet, she became a beneficiary of that bread. Yet, she became a beneficiary of what was made available to God's people. Okay, so now very quickly, we're going to be looking at what she did, okay, that positioned her for God's favor, what she did that made her to be a part of God's uh, visitation, of God's outpouring and blessing at such times, okay? Uh, Ruth chapter 1, verse 16 to 17 talks about one of the things that she did that positioned her and qualified her for God's uh, blessings and visitation at such time. Okay, Ruth chapter 1, verse 16 to 17 says, And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go, and where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Where thou diest, will I die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. Now, number one thing that we will see there that Ruth did, or one of the decisions that she made that positioned her for God's favor or visitation at such time or at that time was an unreserved commitment to God. She made the decision to go or to follow after God, to follow hard after God, never to turn back. Okay, Opa went back after the gods of her father, the gods of her land, the gods that she once served before. Okay, but Ruth made an unreserved commitment, okay, to pour herself out. Okay, never to look back. Remember, the word of God says that he that places his hand on the plow and look back is not fit for the kingdom. So she said that uh, where you die, I will die. Okay, she's determined to go uh, after God without turning back. Okay, he said, I will go after your God. Okay, your people shall be my people. Embracing the totality, okay, of God. Embracing everything that... Uh, defines that God stands for, okay, an unreserved commitment, okay, to God. If you must experience God's favor in this season, if we must be a part of the move of God, okay, if we must be a part of the outpouring that is to come uh, shortly after, we must make an unreserved commitment to God, His person, okay, not just uh, to religion now, but the cause or I mean of Christ, his person, his personality, okay, being identified with him, wanting to be identified with God. Now, the second decision Ruth made that qualified her for God's favor or uh, God's visitation at that time was an unreserved commitment to his people, uh, the body of Christ, okay. She decided to make the people of God a people. Okay, she decided to serve a gift. She decided to be a blessing to the church, to the body of Christ. Okay, and that was why in Ruth chapter two verse eleven, 
Boaz said unto her, It had fully been shewed me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law. Okay, something. Okay, Boaz saw something. Boaz saw a commitment. Boaz saw a service. Boaz saw a selflessness. Okay, to the body of Christ, to the people of God. Okay, and that commanded the favor that she got from Boaz at that particular time. Okay, so if you are going to experience God's favor, if you are going to be a part of, uh, you want to be a beneficiary of the visitation that will be coming shortly on God's people, you must, number one, uh, have uh, an unreserved commitment to God. You must make an unreserved commitment to God. Number two, you must make an unreserved commitment to each people, okay, decision to be a blessing, okay, instead, as a matter of fact, everyone who has become a part of the family of Abraham is ordained to be a blessing because he said, in him shall all the families of the earth be blessed, okay, and just like Ruth, Esther was not in any way qualified for the throne at Susan, but for the grace of God, okay, the grace of God uh, found her, okay, but then the grace of God was not in vain. She did certain things that made her to be positioned there as queen, okay. First of all, you must understand that uh, she obeyed completely all that the king's chamberlains told her. She wasn't wise in her own eyes, just like every other virgins did, okay. The king chamberlains uh, understood the king more than every other person just like the Holy Spirit understand even the very deep things of God. No one knows a man except the spirit that is in him. Okay. And just like uh, the spirit of God, the Chamberlain understood the king well enough to know what will be appealing to him. Okay. And Esther obeyed completely every single instruction that she was given by the king's uh, Chamberlain. Unlike other persons who thought they could do it in their own strength and they lost uh the truth. Okay, she obeyed completely. As a matter of fact, she wouldn't have been in the palace in the first place if she wasn't a virgin. Okay, and that tells us that uh, it's going to be gross. It's going to be a gross mistake if we think uh, you can live your life uncontrollably and still obtain unmerited favor. Luke chapter one, verse fifty says that God's mercy is on them who fear him. What qualifies you as a person, as an individual, for God's mercy, for God's visitation, for God's favor, is uh, your ability to fear him, okay? Your ability to obey him completely. And we saw that in the life of Esther. We saw that also in the life of Ruth, who made an unreserved commitment to obey God, to fear God, to serve him, and even his cause during a lifetime. Of course, there were many virgins in the land, but what even gave Mary a chance in the first place was a virginity. Jesus had to be born by a virgin. Okay, the king had to marry a virgin. Okay, and that tells us that there are certain happenings or miracles, or there are certain uh, opportunities that require certain conditions, okay? Various minimum conditions that must be satisfied. Okay, Mary would have been disqualified to be a mother of Jesus if she had 
not be a revenge if she has lived a reckless life at that time. Okay, Esther would have been disqualified even from the start. Okay, if she had not been a virgin, she would not be. She would not have been allowed to enter into the king's palace, even uh, from the start. Not to talk of applying herself to the things that will make her appealing to the king. So we must understand that there are certain conditions that must be met. Okay, if we must experience or uh, God's favor, must be a part and enjoy God's blessings which come as a result of his visitation so i want to encourage us that this year um god will be visiting his people again just like he did uh, visit the land of israel during the time of fruit but the question is are you prepared and rightly positioned for it are you prepared to be a part uh, of the move of god uh, are you prepared and rightly positioned to be a part of the divine providence that will be coming hereafter. If you are far from God, just like Ruth was, making the two decisions and commitments Ruth made can give you a place in God's agenda. Okay, so are you willing to follow Christ? Are you willing to serve Him? Are you willing to make His kingdom priority in all that you do? Okay, these decisions, like I said, are will determine what will become of your life like i said when i began that every man's life is a is, is a result or is an uh, outcome of the decisions uh that he uh, or she has made in the past okay so are you willing to follow after christ are you willing to even die for the cause of christ just like what you did okay there is no one who made such decision that lost is our life okay when the three hebrew men made that decision and said uh they don't they, they, they were not careful to answer the king okay that even if it will cost their life that they were ready to lay down their life okay but we saw at the end that their life were not lost okay so there is no one who actually will give his life who will lose his life that will not find it okay but if you uh save your life if you are not willing to lose your life for the sake of christ uh you will lose it at the end of the day, okay? Because the all, the best way to keep a life, to keep your life, is by losing it for the cause of Christ. Are you willing to serve Him? Are you willing to make His kingdom priority? And I pray that as we make these decisions, as we make the decision to come to God, as we make the decision, okay, the decision to be committed to God, to be committed to His kingdom, to the cause of Christ in this new year, uh, great things uh, which I am told will begin to happen to us in the name of Jesus. Shall we pray? Father, we want to thank you once again. We appreciate you for this opportunity to share in your word together. We say, be that we exalted in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask that this truth that you've revealed to us help us to apply ourselves to them in the name of Jesus, the grace to do them, the grace to make our decisions and also to stand by them, the grace to to, to make commitment and to be committed to those uh, resolutions. We ask that you please grant unto us in the name of Jesus. We ask that in this new year, we ask for new things. We ask for great and mighty things to be done in our lives in the name of Jesus. Father, as you'll be visiting your people once again in this year, we ask that none of us will miss out of your plan and agenda in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Thank you very much. I'll see you next week.